live. Oh, <laughs> hello, people. Hello, welcome to Guernsey Geeks podcast online, live via Zoom and recorded for posterity. And we've got a slightly unusual show this week. Um, Greg, unfortunately, can't join us. He's normally one of the panel members, but Elliot, um, there on your screen. He's doing all the technical stuff and will be. About, I've just started uh, to remember to record it. And so. asking questions. Um, him and Is it live? Both we're to live, make up we're live. for Greg, we're, we're both sporting semi beards. We're going. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so the, the, the combination of his beard and my semi beard, we're rocking the, the lockdown hobo look. <laughs> um, up for, for uh, welcome viewers and listeners wherever you are and whenever you are i suppose we've got a packed show for you we've got four guests which is which we're very happy to have and um uh our first of a guest is is here his his name is john bisson do you, do you want to say hi john <laughs> and would you like <laughs> to introduce yourself then go on then what do you do don't know uh, everyone knows what i um Run St. James and uh, and Run Sound, uh, a young person's music charity. Ah, okay. Yeah, we haven't heard a great deal from Sound recently. What, what, what's happening with Sound? Well, um, I think the first part of our mission, well, our mission was always to get young people to be able to listen to live music. And um, that seems to have started more and more. And there's more and more shows that people can go to. And then... Um, and then the second phase was to to teach them more. And we're just about to launch some really exciting stuff this year. Um, we'll obviously wait till the other side of COVID. But um, but now that we've got young bands playing all over the place, thanks to all sorts of organisers, you know, sound moves to phase two, really. Um, and that's supporting the young musicians and helping them where we can. That's great. I mean, um, Elliot, did you catch all of that? Because there was a bit that yeah, you, I you froze right. for a bit, I, but I got the whole thing. <laughs> Don't worry. Right. I suppose that that's the advantage of kind of like using Zoom that we can record some of the audio and then maybe play it back later. Yep. So, uh, what's phase two, John, of of sound? Well, We're not talking the COVID phase, are we? <laughs> no, I mean the the first mission was to give people the under 18s a chance to listen to live music. We kind of feel like we've done quite a lot of that although we'll still do one or two gigs the second was to support young bands to be able to play and now we're seeing them booked at pretty much every venue it doesn't matter if they're under 18 anymore which is brilliant and 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 that's great to see them on the lineups of all sorts of shows so it was really now how do we support them further and we've already got a free practice practice facility at st james um that the, 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 the we're willing to offer up and that young bands have been using we've got loads of instruments loads of gear that now sound have invested in and um, with the help of a few people, we're building a little studio at St. James in, in, in the underground section. And this will all become available twice a week in the afternoons as like a drop-in for under-18s to, to come and meet other people wanting to do music, get mentoring, quite an informal sort of thing, you know? How do so uh, young bands that are soon. interested get uh, in contact with you about booking that space or, or uh, playing some we'll, gigs and stuff? We'll give it a big launch once this COVID yeah. bit, it was going to happen this month. So it was going to, we've got it all ready to go. And it's just a matter once we're through this, this nonsense, we'll get on and launch it. Awesome. That's really cool. That's a great thing. I mean, uh, St. James is, she's a big old ship to sail probably. Um, how did she fare in the last lockdown in the first one? Uh, I don't know. We just, uh, you've got to approach these things, haven't you? With positivity in a way. And just, yeah, there's there's a mission to do there to turn that that old girl around and get her facing a more contemporary community direction, and it's taking a bit of time. Um, but no, it was all right. I mean, we 
we had gave us time to fiddle around. Like now we're sort of just doing some tweaking and getting getting rooms finished and fiddling around. I think it's about it's about um, takes longer to change people's perception of of what St James is. And the more that people come in and experience a really fun time. And after the last lockdown, we had such amazing shows, and literally everything we're doing is selling out. It's great to see people using the venue now. And we've still got so many cool things to bring on stream that people haven't experienced yet. Yeah, that's great. It, it was nice to hear you carrying on the old nautical kind of theme there. It's saying that you <laughs> turned around. What, uh, what, do you, <laughs> what, what do you think helped you to uh, to come out of the last lockdown? So what did what did St. James and the crew do to kind of like, uh, because it must have had an impact on you as a as a business in some ways. So what did you do to sort of like generate uh, income and, and interest? Um, I think it was a combination of two things. One, like St. James is a charity and, and, and we live on, on the, on the generosity of others. We're lucky as a charity that we've been around a long time, which means that when we go looking for support, whether it be from the state or whether it be from other grants or, and stuff that we carry a degree of weight that helps us secure those because we've got 30 years of history. It, it helps. Um, that doesn't mean they come easy. Um, but also then it was like we had five weeks of gigs with the bands coming in. No guarantee of fee. We did a split gate. Originally, they were offered their time for free. And then we went split gate. Um, and and they performed and did amazing shows. And it, it drew people into the venue. Um, I, I mean, Greg and I put the hours in. And, and and basically, we get paid to work a five-day week. And all the way, every evenings and weekends, we do for free. And it, it, it's it's a vocation. It isn't, it isn't a job. And and uh, and that's going to carry on. We've got to keep pushing. And we've got Joe Long's joined us now, which is going to be fantastic, having him on the ride with us. Um, and and it's just trying to take that old beastie and, and make it something fresh and new. That's great. I mean, you, you sort of hinted at something earlier. You said about uh, the rooms. Uh, what kind of... And every time I've driven past, St James it seems that the forecourt is full of trades fans so um, I'm sure other people have seen that what's been going on inside what have you guys been doing well we were lucky enough to get some support from a state's grant that we applied for a couple of years ago to because the building's 25 like the heating the water all boring things the ventilation all needed replacing and they, they didn't give us everything we needed but they gave us enough to get started which we have done um, obviously people have seen the cafe now which has been just the most amazing result it's a great little venue and 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 Harmon JBL sponsored us again and came in and, and gave us amazing sound and light to put in there at a stupidly cheap price um now we've the success of that has allowed the board to give me permission to convert the dory room which was a sort of funny looking little room that used to be part bar down underneath the cafe and we've we've made that rather more contemporary now and it's another little venue and it's it, it's a fun place yeah, it, didn't, it didn't look like a bit like a school function room didn't it it was hideous <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean we've torn the ceiling out it's kind of like tobacco dock style you can see all the all the uh the the, the ventilation and heating and whatnot and and nice. stuff so that's that's really good and then the third part at some point the tapestry will be leaving from the basement of st james and that will give us a subterranean venue for about 100 people down there which will be really interesting Sounds what great. is that tapestry? i've heard i mean i'm uh, i'm i'm sort of half local and i've always heard of people talking about this Tapestry. I've never seen it, but and, and what is it? <laughs> it's it was done around the millennium. It's a big example of why it needs to go. You, yeah, <laughs> so you look at it once. It's, it's a great thing to look at once. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a document that was done around the millennium. It was done by some really impassioned people who did who were into into making tapestries, and they had nowhere to put it, and the states helped them put it there. Um, 
and we've hosted it for 20 something years but really it needs to go to castle or somewhere like that and it will do in due course um and that'll leave us the whole ground floor to convert into a, a rather more um i don't know dirty dingy you know <laughs> place for younger people to come and enjoy yeah by by choice i think isn't it <laughs> I, I think in this lockdown we're all pretty dirty and dingy in fact what yeah. what's um so how's this how's this present lockdown uh, affecting because it, it came on pretty quick didn't it and you just um, finished installing your uh, i'm assuming uh, your there was rig, some pros and cons. yeah i mean it was a little frustrating as we just sort of done the first show with the new rig properly installed with rob hunter and it sort of gave us a glimpse of what it was capable of um and with the new light show and all the rest of it that we've got and then all of a sudden it was we were just waiting for the set the second part of upload the saturday night when Mike Benke band and that would have played which would have been really interesting to see um we hadn't booked anything for the second quarter we'd held off we knew something you know it could go all go wrong again and 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 so we just left it and left it so in fact all I've been doing now is rescheduling out stuff the next to, to April May and June um all the artists that we had booked and the big shows we had ready to go so um I think if we can get out of this at the end of February early March we got a fighting chance keep ahead above water that sounds Fingers good crossed. that's good yeah, fingers crossed. That's. I mean, you 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 mentioned some of the artists that you've got lined up. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the households and the listeners will have the have the St James got a leaflet, uh, the brochure that you uh, very effectively put out, and it's uh, it's always a delight when it pops through the door and um, and we see what's planned. But just just for those people that that might not know, what what are some of the acts that you've got on? And you don't have to mention any of the acts that are connected connected with Elliot or, or myself but maybe one that <laughs> but you know one, if you want to we, we wouldn't mind we hadn't really booked a lot in I mean we, we'd got the the February and March and we've you've got a you've got the Studio 54 show which would be is more of a sort of like the nostalgia night that we did which is is more DJs um and it uses it's 600 people across all three rooms and it's a lot of fun um, but it's not really, you know, performance other than the DJs, which nothing against DJs, but I'm more, you know, bands make make it work for me. And it, it, um, the second part of Upload was looking really tight, nice with 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 uh, with Mike and Lula and some other bands in there. And then we had Buffalo Hullison returning for another sellout show. Um, we had uh, Mojo coming in with um, with yourself uh, with Yaz. Um, so just you know, like we've been discussing rescheduling that. But I think there's a few bands that were desperate to get through the door. With I was a bit jealous of the all instrumental during Christmas at the vault. I love you know with skyscrapers front. I mean, I think the new rig needs to be exercised. And Elliot knows I like you know we've got a lot of bass cabs there that need a bit of a bit warming up. Um, <laughs> and um, I think that some of the stuff we're looking to program in the second quarter will get those bands up and running. I think the problem is that a lot of the bands have been rinsed. You know, a lot of bands have played a lot of times recently, and we try and make things special on that big stage and we've got lots of new toys to play with and you kind of have to ask the band to hold off playing somewhere else for a few weeks so that we can have an impact because a lot of other places it's free of charge to get in and and, and we have to charge for people to come in normally um so it's a bit of a balancing act with the, with the band yeah yeah that must be, that'd be really hard i'm sure and i'm sure that's not the first time that that subject's come up not just between bands and venues playing but also venues and venues playing so the, because guernsey's relatively you know small ge geographically even though it's got a 
really healthy music scene and uh, that's partly because of the the people that go to the Guernsey gigs and the people who, who who support it but but how have you found that have you found those negotiations John with with sort of like bands and asking them not to play for a bit and, and to hold back what's that like it's not easy I mean some bands you know there are there are, but Guernsey's got a fantastic scene with lots of venues and even since lockdown things are taken off. I mean, we're seeing so many gigs in so many places and the bands are in super demand. We have some bands that play some places. I mean, you've got to, like, you know, through Tantel, you've got to find 150 people to stuff in that hall. Otherwise it feels a bit empty. I mean, the, 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 the cafe offers a different opportunity, but I think we have to just work through with the bands. We have to try and make it that what they present is special. So we always give bands budget to, to towards what they want to present and see if they can do something. But on the other side, looking for new bands, producing new material, which is what we're about, is, is trying to find original bands to come and play. Um, asking them not to play somewhere else for a few weeks to maybe compromise their earnings or, you know, and especially now because I can't really afford as an entity to offer um, uh, a fixed fee and we're doing it as a percentage of gate. Now, I mean, for bands like Buffalo Huddleston, which sell 350, 400 tickets, this is a good earner. That's a good night for them. And they can contemplate not playing for a couple of weeks before. Maybe for a band that's attracting 100, 150 people, that's maybe a less appealing uh, arrangement for them. But I mean, it's the way I've just got to do it at the moment, because by the time I've paid staff, security and all the rest of it, the overheads, it, it gets risky. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Elliot, have you noticed one of the fun things about these Zoom calls and or any sort of like platform calls where you get an insight into somebody's home life and their world? Have you noticed that John is wearing John's a little great hat? Bear? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fedora. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wonder if he knows. <laughs> it's actually matching his shirt really quite well and his and his well, it's a, it's a floating hair. one as well this is really weird <laughs> i try my best though <laughs> so we talked a little bit about what's what's new for 2021 um and we've talked a little bit about the effects of lockdown and stuff um you were talking earlier about how you you, you have some experience of playing in a band uh john do you want do you want to tell us again about that? Yeah, tell us a little no. bit more about it. <laughs> no. I don't have a musical bone in my body. I've been trying to, since the first lockdown, I was trying to play guitar, trying to learn how to play guitar. And it's ridiculously tough. I have huge admiration for musicians who can do this. Um, <laughs> I seem to be able to bolt a show together all right or, or organise something. But no, it's, it, uh, it's not something that's, that's within me and I'll, I will quietly go about my business. <laughs> <laughs> so what got you into music then what 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 got john bisson interested in live music um being sent away to school because uh, and uh listening to john peel a bit cliched but it that's what it was if you're if you're in a boarding school you don't really have a chance to get out and that after lights out turning that on and listening to it introduced me to amazing things that i'd never heard before and then returning i think then i can put a lot of blame on vale earth fair um volunteering <laughs> down there when I was 16 and 17 years old and they treated me really nicely and it was so welcoming and you get a few cheeky beers and it was sort of, you know, I've even got old laminates, these handmade laminates with sticky back plastic they used to do <laughs> um, that I managed to, to, to hold on to. Um, and they showed me what was possible and then pretty much from there on I've always organised stuff. Uh, I mean, my, my father was an organiser of events as well, so I think it was in the bloodstream to, to, to do this sort of thing. Um, but yeah, that's what got me into music. What was one of the first gigs you went to then? Uh, 
Well, the first one you can remember. I'd, I'd love to it, say the second one because the kudos is fair. The first one was Slade at Beau Sejour. <laughs> um, but the second one was Thin Lizzy with Phil yes. in uh, in lead, which was which was something very special. Um, I think that was the one that really drilled it home. I wasn't allowed down on the floor. I was up on the balcony because I was still uh, only like 12 or 13 or something. Yeah, I was at the same gig, John, and uh, I, I'm sure I'm sure he didn't only say it in Guernsey, but in that iconic line he said, "Are there any ladies out there with some Irish in them, or are there any ladies out there who want a bit of Irish?" <laughs> and I remember yeah, Scott Gordon's guitar was bouncing off his guitar, and he would shine it around the audience like a, like a beam of light. Uh, lighting up the young lives. It was, it, was, uh, it was a great show. It was, and I think, I think it inspired... Um, I mean, I know we all have rose-tinted glasses, but there was a situation that where we had the Trellard, we had St Martin's Hotel, we had St Margaret's Lodge, we had, um, we had all sorts of venues, probably three or four. Every weekend you could go to a disco with an occasional live band and, you know, we'd all tear down there on our motorbikes and park up outside and go inside and, 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 and the there was an availability of to go and listen to music. I mean, whether it was live or not, I mean, there was all the Nelly, the elephant would get everyone on, on the floor to beat the crap out of each other. And, you know, there was Susie and, <laughs> and, and you got exposed to such a wide range of music at those things. Um, it was a shame they died. Um, and, and I'm not sure why I'd, I'd, I'd left the Island for 17 years when I was 20. So I didn't see how that evolution progressed until I got back. Um, and suddenly licensing laws had changed and, the opportunity to have all ages with effectively disappeared. Yeah, there's kind of missing. Uh, there's a big gap where we were missing sort of uh, larger gigs like that because obviously the venues got smaller. Um, versus you'll stop putting on big events like that. Or they, they they still do every now and again, but they they stop putting on like big bands coming over. So St James has kind of filled that hole again. I think with the with the larger venue. I think that's what I think with the St James needs to do that. St James needs to be the big venue. It needs to be the place where we can pull four or five hundred people together in a room, and 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 that's that gives me critical mass to go and look for artists in the UK and pay a, a reasonable fee and be able to cover their expenses and bring them to the island. We've done all right the last couple of years. We had it with the comedians that they got the word got out that it was a nice show and and people's fees where we'd originally approached them and sort of said we can afford this and they you know they said no and then suddenly they came back and started saying yes and then we. You know, bands like Pigs, Pigs, Pigs coming over made such a huge difference. They went away and, mm. and talked to other bands and suddenly we got offers from other artists that were really good. Yeah, it's all um, word of mouth when it comes to to getting other people over, isn't it? Once once you've had a few bands play and have a good experience, then they sort of start to pull, it, pull in other bands who might not necessarily have heard of Guernsey or heard of like the music scene over here. That was it. And I think that having the help with, with Harmon, I mean, I can't underestimate you know the, the people we work with at Harmon run Coco. They run Union, Ch- or, or they're they're responsible for things. And they talk about those venues having their unique sound and their unique feel to them. And this has been a big part of the journey they've taken us on is understanding that in fact we've got to create the bands. It's important to the bands. They like to come to a venue and know what it's going to. Oh, this is going to be a you know a loud venue, or this is going to be a, a really a, a, a sort of different vibe to it. Um, mm. And so we're desperate to get Ben, the engineer who's going to set the venue up properly over. We obviously can't at the moment, but when he does, he's, he, you know, he's talking in terms which it was difficult to understand at first, but now it, it, it looks good. It's a place to come to. It's got a great crowd. The Guernsey crowd when it kicks off is really good. Um, and, and, and I think that we, hopefully we can get on the roster of some of these artists to come over and, and visit regularly. Hmm. 
Especially being uh, one of the places I know we're not now, but we were one of the places that was completely COVID free. It, it could be a great opportunity to get bands who can't play elsewhere over at the moment. We were so close. It was just for us, just before London lockdown, we had two or three agents where we had bands lined up to come into isolation for two weeks and they were going to do practice and then they were going to come and perform both at St. James and then we were going to offer them out to other venues. And that was all getting signed and sealed in the Christmas period. And then all of a sudden London went full lockdown and then we followed quite soon after and it all got paused. But I think that, I think it's certainly on the radar. We discussed Mm. about um, putting five camera setups in and all sorts of stuff to, 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 to support artists so they could come over, perform, take away recordings and media and make videos and live videos and all the rest of it. And so hopefully if we come out a bit quicker than the UK, that might, that door might open up again. That's interesting. So so you're, you've, um, I was going to ask you a question about sort of uh, looking at the future tech and what, what that looks like. Elliot and I were talking uh, yesterday about um, just how the thing about filming weddings and things like that, you know, and Mm. live streaming and and things like that. I, I like your thinking about, um, both preparation for a lockdown because I don't think this will be the last one uh, getting bands to come in and sort of self-isolate and practice and rehearse but this whole idea about filming I mean, that's that, mm. that's a great little um, that's if, a great little idea if a band uh, can walk away from a gig with with a bunch of content as well that they can share and and use to promote other stuff it, that yeah. is invaluable to them yeah we'd put a package together and it was really I mean for the UK artists we were talking to um it was affordable. They they would for about fifteen grand using local companies and local setups would walk away with a five camera shoot of the live show. And the new system we've got has got a thing called Dante that's that's within it that records beautiful live streams straight from stage, really as as good as it gets. And they'd walk away with all this media and then go back to the UK and be able to mix down you know live CDs, live videos, live live performance stuff that they could do. Um, it's it they were really keen to do it and when they were it took certain artists that were happy to go into a lockdown scenario for two weeks and we'd found a house to put them into and the people who'd supply the food and we were going to drop off loads of instruments and gear so they they'd have all the gear they needed um it, it was that close that we were sort of just ready to push the button and public health was supportive of it but and then um as soon as london really got back into trouble again it was it was done and dusted well, you can't really help it's that, a can great you? idea uh, uh, to do that um, I don't suppose you can talk about what bands were interested. I can't. No. Good. The one thing these larger agents are very good at is getting you to sign an NDA before you start discussing doing super duper. Like, obviously, we are in no position to afford the fees that these artists would have normally charged. Um, and I think that, um, you know, we, we had to promise not to really give any details until we were ready. I've got a message on Zoom here, guys. Oh, yeah. uh, an NDA for anyone who doesn't know what an NDA stands for, not discussed at all. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Um, but we would let people know straight away. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, I think there's still exciting times to come once we get that open again that we can get get those out, get those conversations going again. Um, and it was about having the right gear and the right people. The one thing that was great is like when pigs were coming over, they had quite a, a detailed tech rider that was not easy to fulfil. And reaching out to the local community, they were so supportive. And the local music community is amazing over here. And they were so supportive. And gear was coming out of sheds and being dropped off. And, you know, we put together the gear that was good and they were happy with it, which is amazing. You know, what other community where you start pulling in just incredible instruments and bits and pieces? uh, I think think we're all trying to make it work. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't wouldn't want to lend a a band amp if you can go and see them live? Yeah, Yeah. 
Um, so for those that don't know, the, the name of the band is Pigs, 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 Pigs. Seven pigs, pigs, is that right? Pigs, pigs. Seven, seven pigs. pigs. <laughs> it's just that you, you refer to them initially as pigs, 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 and then just now just as pigs. It's like they're, they're getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Well, they call themselves pigs times seven now. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yes. But that no, they sense. love Guernsey. They, they didn't like the breeder hangover very much. But <laughs> it they, uh, It'll get you. <laughs> they dearly love Guernsey and they love Richmond Chaos to recover on their next day. <laughs> <laughs> That is another advantage of being on the island, though, isn't it? I mean, when you talk about videos and stuff like that, it's very picturesque. So not only is 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 St. James a, a beautiful venue with those amazing, uh, just just the, the the grandeur of it, but but then when you look outside, if bands want to do like promo shots or something like that, we've, we've got the beaches, we've got the cliffs, we've got the other islands. Um, so there's loads of stuff. It's it's great. I think the feedback the feedback we get when they come over is is not just the the, the things. And I think you when you look at stuff like Huey Morgan posted after he was here and the pigs was how welcoming and Charlie Tuna how welcoming the audience is, how friendly everyone is and supportive. You know we don't need barriers at the front of our stage. They're not getting hassled about you know by people. People are really polite and on it. And 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 when they go out and we and. It's it's just that we look after them. We they stay in a nice hotel. They get ferried around nicely. You know they have the quirky thing like I mean normally I've had a drink or two at a gig so Annie drops them back up to the hotel in our in our beaten up old Nissan. You know this is not quite normal for them, but but they're always really lovely and Tilly's in the car with them and they're chatting to Tilly about their kids. <laughs> I think that this is all part of the package that that we're getting recognised for. And I think that on Guernsey, whether it's Earth Fair or it's Chaos or it's got this kind of quirky small town feel. But then when they get yeah. on stage, they get a full good audience in front of them. Yeah. Yeah, you, you get that, that personal touch, but then also it still feels like a, a proper gig. Right? Yeah. Proper, proper gig. <laughs> I think that I think that's the thing. It takes them back a few steps. And yeah, those guys are playing in front of thousands of people sometimes and they don't get that personal contact. It's it's a job of work. Whereas I think that often the feedback we get is that they've just had a bit of a bit more of a fun night, really, and a, a bit more enjoyment. That's really good to hear. It's all very, very positive. What's um can you tell us about any times it's been super frustrating and you've been pulling pulling uh, your your hair out? I'd love to name and shame at one of the artists, but I can't. They've all been lovely. All, <laughs> without exception, we have had so far touching wood a really enjoyable experience with the artist. Uh, maybe maybe a particular hip hop outfit that 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 were were a little bit too hip hop. Really, that was that was that was a little bit entertaining. But but that was fine. Um, they they kind of got what they deserved in the end. Um, I think we might have to wrap Ooh. it up soon because we're going to run out of <laughs> we're running out of time on our call. Um, and then Kaya's coming up next. But um, sure, we should put this on. Uh, we'll, we'll put this on hold and then uh, we'll move on to to Kaya. So we'll be back in probably about five thank minutes. Thank you very much for, uh, for thank you very on. much for for coming on the call and chatting to us. Thank you, gents. <laughs> it's been Thank you fun. for the everything you do for the Guernsey gig scene. It's cool. Thank you. And for the Thanks, for the little hat as well. Great. Nice one. <laughs> Cheers. Have you gone, Elliot?